Hello and welcome to your first weekly matinee, a show where we talk about movies, sometimes. Um, today we're talking about Spider-Verse, which if you didn't know, uh, stars Miles Mor Morales, who is the new Spider-Man of his universe, uh, and other Spider-People from other universes, all teaming up and having fun fighting a big, thick boy, Wil Wilson Fisk. Uh, I'm, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Philip Ullman. Um, I'm Nate Borst, and I did not agree to that intro. I am Matt Becker of the failed YouTube channel Shrugerfell and Bat Spray. You both are. Uh, well, I was more of an additional additional member. I was kind of on the the bench. I was the co-founder, and then Nate was one of our actors. In the Godfather, the Good Father, rather. Good father, My bad. Which you can still check out on YouTube. Uh, click the <laughs> I in the upper right hand corner. Left, no, right is correct. The, no, no, click the I in the upper right hand corner if you're watching on YouTube. Just passed a solid if, if thousand you, views. If, if you're watching on no, no, if you're watching on Spotify, I guess. Oh well. Okay. Um. So that Spider Verse. That's what we're talking about today. And I'll never speaking. You called um. You called Kingpin a thick boy earlier. I'll never. Yeah, I did not agree to that. I'll never forget seeing it in the theater with um, Nate and a few other friends the first time. You and can't... the moment Kingpin showed up on screen, Nate turned to me and said, <laughs> whispered in my ear. Boy, Kingpin is a wide boy. <laughs> boy, dummy thick. I literally, okay, Jonathan, uh, I was sitting next to him, and he turned to me, and he was like, Nate, does Kingpin, like, have any specific powers or, like, He's anything, strong. Or anything special about him? Boy. And I turned That's to him, I turned to him and stared at him for, like, a minute, and I was like, what? Kingpin is just a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's his power. No, his power is control over the city. Well, technically, but he's a big boy doing it. <laughs> So, points on the movie. What, 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 Matt, what was your favorite scene? Our first, let's start with Matt. Did you like the movie? What was your opinion of the movie? <laughs> hated it. Um, no, it's, um, it's all right. It's not as good as um, what is obviously the superior Spider-Man movie, um, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I hate Andrew Garfield. It gave a good effort. Oh, come on, Andrew uh, Garfield. Overall. sucks as Spider-Man. Um, very, very, uh, I'm just kidding. I loved it. Yeah. Um, my favorite scenes were anything involving uh, Spider Noir, played by Nicolas Cage. Ooh, that's that's good. <laughs> the former Ghost Rider. My, I think Peter was a legend. The Marvel movie. Peter B. Parker is probably my favorite part of that entire movie. Peter B. Parker. Yeah, he just like him, and his whole arc ends in one sentence, and it's like, I think I want kids. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's like cool. I'm glad Sometimes with the growth he's had. Like, she wanted kids and I got scared. And later on in the movie, he's like, you know, this kid thing, I think I'm willing to give that a shot. Yeah. It was almost like, it was very nice because they introduced him. It, that, that was like subtle filmmaking done bluntly, which is very, very nice sometimes. You know, when the character themselves recognize that they had an arc and they're like, man, my worldview has changed because well, of this I like, event. I like how they got um, different voices for both Peter Parker's. To oh, show did they? That, yeah, it's yeah, a different voice for both of them. And, and Jake Johnson. Sort of meant to show that just because it's the same person in a different universe, it's That they're not different people. The yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say like that. that Peter B. Parker is like this, like he's very self-aware in that movie. Like I, I would hazard a guess that maybe he even knows that it's a movie. I wouldn't say that. The whole thing with Comic-Con. He is though. not it's a four. Like, he's but so like. He's so used if, to being Spider-Man at that if point. If anybody would, I would, I, it's him. I take Peter B. as being the Spider-Man from, like, what would be our universe. Yes. Exactly. Like, he's just you know, so like, used to being Spider-Man. Comic-Con exists like, you know, in our universe, but it also exists within the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess. Can we, real quick, Stan Lee's cameo, like, I've seen the movie three times now. Every time Stan Lee is on screen, I, I start crying. Hmm. It's so it sad. Was such a, it was such a nice, because that was like the first movie after he passed away. It was a just such a nice little cameo. Too. Yeah. Is, did They already filmed his thing for Endgame though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in Endgame, I think. He's also, I think his Far From Home cameo is the last cameo. Mm -hmm. um, no, but isn't Far From Home coming out before Endgame? No, no. Endgame's coming out and then oh, Far From Home. I don't, I don't look at trailers because... Far From Home is midsummer, I think. Somewhere. Yeah, in July, I think. Yeah, July. All right, Phil. Did you like the movie? I loved it. Got our like base opinions. I, I adore it. It's honestly probably my top 
movie of all time. Of all time? Really? Yeah, I think I like it more than Scott Pilgrim, uh, and which is was previously one of my favorite movies of all time. It's still it, it, speaking of Scott Pilgrim, it's about as like stylized and that's right. Yeah, but it's an Edgar Byron. Wright film. You know the, what I mean? You can't really compare. That's the thing. It that's the different. thing that I think always gets me about movies is like, sure, like I really love a broad spectrum of movies, but if a movie like makes a very powerful statement with just its like its existence and like how it looks it i think that's really interesting like the lego movie for example i really like too also by phil lord yes and chris miller who wrote this movie yes man's yes man's not hot super Those two talented oh, he's written like a ton recently he's written solo smallfoot they, well, he's yeah, done all did, like um, he did, did brigsby did, bear did cloudy with a chance of meatballs too yeah oh, brigsby bear he produced brigsby bear Oh, that movie was amazing. Yeah, he, he produced Solo, Smallfoot, Lego Ninjago, 22 Jump Street. He wrote the Lego movie 1 and 2, and Cloudy with a Chance of Balls 1. Uh, Chance of Meatballs 1 and 2. Cloudy with a Chance of Balls. <laughs> Man, yeah. Cloudy uh, he directed the Jump Street movies. Yeah, he directed both of them. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I The movie, I loved the Spider-Verse movie. It's so good. It was really just so good. It was... They, um... It, 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 took, it took the leap that it needed for Spider-Man because everyone's like, been stuck in the same... I see what same... you did there. The what did I do? Yeah, that the whole movie is leading up to, like, you just got to jump type of thing. Yeah. yeah here's it's, the thing. It, it, it was, like, the leap of faith that it... Ne- like, legitimately, like, a leap, leap of faith that it needed because Spider-Man movies have been bogged down so much with reopenings and reintroductions here's and this, just like, all right, let's bring on something new for a change. Here's what I've always disliked about the recent Spider-Man movies, how they've always been afraid to branch out. Like, it's always in all three incarnations, like Sam Raimi's movies, then Mark Webb's, and now we have Tom Holland. It's all Peter Parker is in high school, and that's it. He's navigating the social structure when he gets powers. I think the thing is, with Spider, the previous Spider-Man movies, maybe not Tom Holland's Spider-Man, um, but I would say definitely with like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like they could have been any hero. Like they weren't exactly Spider-Man. Like, and like this movie was very Spider-Man. Yeah, but then you also had the people saying that, like, of course, Maguire is the best. Spider-Man of all time and Raimi's films are absolutely genius, which I I see both sides of them being amazing. Spider-Man horrible, you know. Was my favorite superhero movie ever. I don't know. This and Spider-Verse are definitely. I've just never hopped on the Raimi train, you know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I've just never been. I've never been on it. Like I've watched. I watched Spider-Man two. I've watched that movie. That movie ain't perfect, but I've watched that trilogy many times, and it's just like it's good it's nothing special to me you know everyone's like between the score and some of the upside down kiss I mean, like it's the music, an unforgettable movie yeah it's a good music score movies is incredible danny elfman yeah yeah i also think you guys will probably disagree that garfield's movies get a bad rap not to say that they were good absolutely not they suck I actually I'm hate not, those films. I'm not saying that they're like amazing, I actually hate but they those films. are definitely. I think hated Garfield on. himself gets a. They're bad hated on a lot more than so should hard. be. And he's like a huge Spider-Man fan. He really tried to do the character justice, but the script and direction just did not work. It well just didn't him. hit home. I I personally don't hate it as much as. I think Garfield could have been a good Spider-Man had he had a better script. Yeah. Because he's a good actor. He has proven yeah. time and time again. I, I I like Andrew Garfield. I don't really know. I don't honestly don't know what makes a good Peter Parker. Is it nerdy? Is it witty? You know, like is Tobey Maguire too nerdy uh, with not enough wit? And is Andrew Garfield too hipster witty without it? Tom Holland strikes a perfect in between, I think. But even uh, yeah, definitely, even because no, like what makes Homecoming what makes... really doesn't branch out too far you know why okay i hate to get off topic because i know we're talking about spider-verse but i just want to talk about tom holland real quick what i like best about his portrayal is that he was the most like a kid yeah he was the most i I genuinely thought he was 16 
Like well, he was, looks young, you know. Yeah, he was. He's like that helps. He's like twenty two. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like older. himself. He's just like he's a good Spider-Man. I buy that he's new, you know. Yeah. No. He, uh, the thing I like most about Tom Holland's Spider-Man is just like his origin story is implied. He's realer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, that, that was like I think that was a perfect first step that uh, led into. Like not and then directly lead into, but it's sort of similar to Spider Verse. Is that the directors of Homecoming saw uh, Peter Parker's origins as being told, so they implied it and just had Spider Man. Whereas Spider Verse took it one step further and was just like, we'll give him a quick origin story, but here is Miles Morales, a well, person like they, we've never seen before. They even okay. say like, um, at the beginning, like Spider Man, the one that we start the movie with, yeah, Spider Man. He's been Spider Man for like more than a decade <laughs> yeah he's been he's been spider-man for a long time did they say like 20 years no right? no 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 less time i think than like oh it's been like a decade i think he's married to mary jane at that point uh i wonder spoilers by the way if, Duh. if oh, you're yeah, ever probably... if you're worried about spoilers i don't know you probably should like have mentioned now. that at the beginning like, yeah don't this is spoiler filled i can edit one later filled. um uh, but, like, I wonder, that brings up a great question, though, but because, like, Peter B. Parker and Peter Parker are two different characters, I wonder if that had continued, if Peter Parker would have fallen into B. Parker's, uh, like, His faults. funk. Yeah. That sort of, like, would have like, been afraid of having kids, kids and shit like that. Jane. Yes. Yeah. I feel um, like that's sort of, like, one know. of those, like, abst abstract questions that really they don't... Mm -hmm know nor care to answer you know peter yeah but it's Par an interesting thing peter parker was like the perfect pinnacle spider-man i think yeah because the world Whereas, of miles that's is definitely like, that, that, that was even the that was, that was like, the best part of that intro like, like, fictional brands and everything it's meant to say like this is a very fictional romanticized world whereas the world that uh peter b parker is in has all the real brands that we have it's meant to yeah. say that this is like more closer to reality and like it was a perfect intro because in the beginning you had that really and like everyone that wasn't familiar with miles morales's origin story didn't know that peter parker was going to die you know so everyone saw that save miles he comes to him he's like oh you're like me let's i'll help you train like i'm going to be very helpful in this case and then he's killed you know and then the audience left with oh what is miles going to do this was a nice change up willingness and then you have peter b coming in who's scared of the responsibility of teaching someone you know it's it's a very nice introduction to the character it's fresh yeah definitely i again peter b parker is like my favorite part of that movie and i think it's because somebody who's afraid of fatherhood falls into the role of fatherhood really well mm -hmm. um and it's he's just, forced to take that mantle yeah whether he wants mm -hmm. to or not um mm -hmm. and his all of his scenes with Miles and Gwen are really just good. endearing. Like it's even so even weird. the imitation. God. You know how they're outside the lab, I swear and he God. copies his chin movements. Like that, he's a child copying his father. You know, he's mm -hmm. like it's it's a great like it's a great, a great symbolism. But like it is, he it's a good to be a father figure to this kid. And as yeah, he thinks that kids aren't so bad. Yeah, yeah, it was just so good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's very it's a very simple but effective character yeah well then like you even get into gwen and i've been a fan of spider gwen for since since she premiered i think that was like 2013 i don't know maybe earlier yeah I think so. uh, or something mm -hmm. uh spider gwen's always just been like a very very interesting character because they took such a fresh look at spider-man and said what if spider peter parker wasn't good you know what if he was the lizard uh and spider gwen the person that died in our comics 60 years previous to this day or whatever originally was spider gwen you know it spider woman spider woman spider, spider gwen her name's spider gwen her yeah but in the movie gwen. in the movie she's spider woman she even she? says i've she's like i've been the one and only spider woman oh did she yes. spider woman spider woman is a different character during yeah i know because she's got like the wing the glide suit yeah yeah but um yeah in 
in her little like comic intro thing, she's like, yeah, uh, and for the past three years or whatever, I've been the one and only Spider Woman. I forgot about that. My bad. Yeah. Um, then you need to also get into the three supporting characters: Spider Noir, Penny Parker, and Spider Ham. And the best part about them is like they're voice actors. <laughs> well, yeah, one, but then also that they're not bogging down the film. They're not overused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're there as a nice. Like, I'd say the stars of the film are definitely Miles first, Peter B, and Gwen. And then Gwen. And then you have the three supporters. I wouldn't even order those three. And then you have what? I wouldn't even order those three. I think they all had the same. They all had. Well, I'd say Miles above everyone else, but then Peter B and Gwen are pretty even. Because this is Miles' movie. Like, pretty much. Yeah. In my my opinion. Um, Actually, it's uh, The Prowler's movie. Exactly. Oh, about the proud. So good. They give him his oh own gosh, original score. That, scene. Uh, that noise they use for him too. The the mm-hmm. like the thing. It's so perfect. Like the first time it I heard it, like an eighties horror. Synth. The, dude, the, the the first time I saw that movie, mm. um, prow that noise that they use for the prowler actually put me on edge and made me mm-hmm. anxious. Well, it's awesome that they made his own original score. They get an awesome actor like Marshall Ali. Uh, who has like just an awesome voice? Uh, get him to be just like, and then you have uh, Miles caught between the, another perfect character development. You have Miles caught between two worlds. You have two father figures that turns into three father figures. You know what I mean? His uncle, his father, and Peter, Peter B. You know he has three fathers figures. He's being pulled between different schools. Has like being pulled fi- like literally with the events of the movie. Uh, it's just great, literal, figure, figurative. Father figures things always mm-hmm. get me. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. So, like, I was Papa. super emotional during Spider-Verse. Um, the door scene at his apartment. Oh that was so good. His door, that was just, that was just door. a good part. Oh, yeah. His dad is so endearing because he cares so much. But, I, like, I cried. <laughs> I, I cry at, like, so many points in this movie. Okay, I, the scene at the end where um, Miles in the Spider-Man costume. Thank you for your service. Service, and then he just gives him a. Oh, uh-huh, then he gives him a hug. It's such an endearing relationship because we've gone through this entire movie, and it's sort of taught him to, not even taught, but it's sort of led him to the point of living with one father figure. You know what I mean? Just his dad. It's taught him to like appreciate think, him, if that's the right word. I don't he didn't know. Feel very connected to his dad at the beginning uh, and his father didn't feel very him you know now they're like trying and it leads into a great what could be a future movie you know like what could it could be a good future movie do you think do you think his dad knows no not at all i don't know i think he would yeah. stop he would stop him if he knew but like at the same time like the whole like i love you thing at the end yeah i think he was so confused that i, I don't think he knows the, the, even the final fight gets me worked up emotionally. Like the whole like, come on, Spider Man. It's like, no, stop. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the part where uh, he uh, flips uh, Peter B into the portal and is holding a shirt, and he's just like, you gotta go gotta home, go home man. man. Yeah, it's so good. It's such, such. I don't know. It's that's literally like all I could really say because we all agree it was just an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. You know, any scene involving his dad. The oh. I actually have a complaint about the movie. Even though, Do you? Yeah, even though it's yeah, one it's of my not... favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that really bugs me is like the their uh, Penny Gwen, uh, John Mulaney's character who doesn't have an other name, and Nicholas Spider Ham. Yeah, Spider Ham and Spider Noir. Mm. Their their purpose as characters, if you break it down to their base, what they are, is like. You know, it, it, I know it feels like you don't, like, nobody knows what you're going through, but, like, if anybody does, we do. And then there's that whole scene where they're, like... And they pressure him. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all pressuring they're him in the spider mm-hmm. And they're, like, he's can been, you do this? Can you do that? It's he's like, been Spider-Man for a day, not even. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, yeah, like, I think they, agree. of all people, would be, like, okay, he's, like, learning. They're judging him. And he picks up on it within two days, you know, like. Yeah, he's probably the best Spider-Man out of all of them. It's not like he's uh, not picking up. It's just that he's been Spider-Man for such a small amount of time. And even the whole training thing, 
was so much more figurative than it was literal. You know what I mean? Because it's not like I could go out there, believe in myself, <laughs> and be a superhero. You know what I mean? It's a very figurative story. Why arc. not? I love the but, whole um, yeah. subversion of the uh, the Sam Raimi movies and like the scene, the first Spider-Man when Peter swings from tries to swing from the buildings. With the, he tries to make the web work. Mm-hmm. In Spider-Verse, they start. It makes you think he's gonna do it, but then he immediately yeah. It's 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 they have just good tropes. Yeah, I love that. That's it's just really, really nice. Like I love I love that his arc is more figurative than it is literal because he's not really like he. At the end, after his like conversation with his dad and everything, like that's gotten him to the point of acceptance of his powers and belief. Of accepting his responsibility. And yeah, accepting himself uh, that he's just able to use his powers, you know? The, the fact that his character arc isn't literal, though, is sort of like indicative of his motif, though, because it's like his motif is like rap. Yeah. And rap at least modern rap, is, like, very much, like, nothing's really spelled out for you. Even though it okay. kind of is, but it isn't. Speaking, of, speaking nah. of which, what did you guys think of the music choices? Loved it. I love the... Sunflower is, like, my current Sunflower favorite song. Sunflower is a great song. It's my I, current I, I, favorite. I was just listening... So are we. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, set up together. Yeah. It, it, it was a great album. It was a great choice. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It the only one I didn't like was um, whenever there was like an emotional death scene, like right after Peter died, and they play like the "I'm not scared." I love that song. I just thought it, it <laughs> didn't think it fit well. I think yeah. it did. Um, no, I'm not running, running, running. No, I'm not <laughs> thank, afraid of the fall. Thank you for that rendition. It's so good. I, I thought that the music aligned the emotion that they wanted me to feel. I I think yeah. emotionally, this this movie struck every chord for me. For me, I wouldn't say I'm that for it, me, like I I felt yeah. everything they wanted me to feel. For yeah, I felt everything they wanted me to feel, but it was never like where I was overwhelmed by emotion. Oh, I was. You know but what I'm I mean? Emotional. Like I I never got to that point where I was like overwhelmed. You know, <laughs> because like I I was just having too much fun, to be overwhelmed. There's like some there's just like some genius details. You know, like even when he picks up the bagel. And he throws the bagel at at one of the scientists, and it says bagel above his head. Yep. You know, like I, it's it's mm-hmm. very gimmicky, but like amazing at the same time. You know. I love how like when they escape from uh, Doc Ock, and like they're swinging mm-hmm. on the trees, and then Peter's telling Miles like, "Here, you got thwip. like he's saying." Yeah, yeah, he's thing. teaching him. It's thwip it's really, a very thwip really like he's it's a very nice like father. It's a very nice father son. It's a it's a father playing catch with his son type of. Movie. It's a very just like, yeah. It, the movie comes down to like a father son like, relationship, t- it, it, accepting right down responsibilities. To, words, to right down to the words that Peter B is using is like very fatherly because like when he says like thwip release, I'm thinking like he's teaching him how to throw a ball, how mm. to catch. Yes, exactly. The whole movie is just learning to. Like trust, it's learning to accept oneself. But even in Gwen's storyline, she's learning to trust others again. And love, yeah. You know, she's learning to, uh, yeah, like make friends again because her best friend was killed or died. You know, so Miles responsibility. is her friend. You know, like, yeah, it's nice. Definitely. Like, we also need to talk about how the people working on it, the directors, uh, John uh, Persichetti, uh, Peter Ramsey, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rodney Rothman. There are the directors, and then Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman wrote it. Uh, and that, that's the whole group of people is just what happens when you get witty uh witty writers with great experienced animators all in one project you know what i mean when like you have bar- talented people do their thing you have bob persichetti who's been like work on plenty of movies storyboard artists for like like flushed away you've had him be the like rough and cleaner for like hercules milan all those like disney movies you have like peter ramsey doing Huge movies as a star storyboard artist, yeah, like storyboard Predator artist 2, for, uh, Batman, for Batman Forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah. AI, artificial Batman intelligence, Batman. Men in Black. 
a fight club. Welcome to Earth. You know, like he's done a ton of movies in a very specific fashion. You know, he's even done recently A Wrinkle in Time, uh, Sausage Party, Shark Tale, all those movies. Yeah, the winners. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny that like these guys have history because Peter Ramsey worked on like Sh- Shrek. You know, I think uh, uh, Bob Persichetti also worked on Shrek. At least the Shrek the Halls. Oh, know that thing? Yes. The special. Yes. I could assume. Um, even if I hadn't known what it was, I think I could have assumed from the name. And then you have Rodney Rothman and Phil Ward, who have worked on 2020 the Jump Street movies for years together, pretty much. Uh, Rodney Rothman uh, wrote 22 Jump Street. 21 with and Phil Ward. Um, I don't know. You just get like, you have such an amazing cast that maybe hasn't. Mm-hmm been given the chance before because peter ramsey he directed rise of the guardians i don't know if you guys have ever seen rise of the guardians yes but it's that's good it's like it's a good movie you know like people didn't really like it as much as maybe they could have but i I personally really enjoyed it i would say stylistically it takes a lot of risks that don't pay off Mm -hmm. um like in some of the character designs specifically um and that can be very distracting yeah yeah i yeah, I agree. But like, this is—it's just like it was like the perfect. You have these people who have been working on their craft for years. I'm, I'm talking you know? about Guardians, by the way, not Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Rise, yeah, Rise they, of the Guardians. They got together all these like in these industry hard hitters. These two, like three amazing like animators. Doing this for years. Yeah, two like two. Well, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You have these two like amazing editor um animators who have been doing this for years. You have Phil Lord who has done so many amazing movies recently or like well lego movie you know lego movie 2 even i heard was really good i haven't seen it yet solo he produced solo and smallfoot yeah really actually enjoyed solo did you i liked it all right i got to watch it on uh netflix Mm -hmm. and i enjoyed it yeah well you just yeah i i i it was okay a lot of it was kind of bland and but like a lot more Spider-Verse is just an impressive movie because you have these heavy hitters that maybe people haven't appreciated enough in the background coming together to make a movie that is so unique and special. Like, shows what happens when you give experienced people the opportunity to create. You know what I mean? Because, like, in one one of these articles I have uh, that I was looking up, uh, one of the directors said, like, Phil Lord has been writing this since 2015. And it's been in pre-production uh, for, since tw- since beginning of 2016, I believe, somewhere around then. Mm-hmm. Like this has been like a long time coming <laughs> at this point, you know. And the movie had a 90 million dollar budget. Uh, it made like foreign 182 million, domestically 189 million. Uh, so coming together, it made 372 million, which personally I think it deserved. A lot more, especially since Aquaman is breaking the billion mark. You know, oh, is it? it did broke it yeah. broke it a while ago. Uh, I didn't see it. Spider Verse, heck of a lot better. Yeah, Spider Verse did not get the love that it deserved. Uh, but you know that's still a huge accomplishment. You know, three hundred seventy-two million dollars from a ninety million dollar budget—that's pretty good. Nate, it got the love it deserved at the Academy Awards. True, it did. I was worried that it wasn't going to. Then again, it didn't have that much competition. The only one it really had was Isle of Dogs. Dog. I would have been fine with that winning, but... I would have been upset that Spider-Verse didn't win. I would have been upset if, like, I don't know, like, Wreck-It Ralph 2 won. <laughs> was that nominated? Yep. Oh my goodness. We had some bad nominations this year. Did you see Wreck-It Ralph 2? No. Well, then how do you know it was bad? I saw the Wreck-It fir- Ralph 1. Um, excuse you, I enjoy that movie. I, no, I liked Wreck-It Ralph 1, but is it really an Oscar contender? <laughs> like, in the year it came out. also nominated. Yeah, in the year it came out, yeah. I, yeah, I but like, re- like nominated. those kind of movies I don't see as Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. Why not? I really enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed it's it, the, too. It was really... the first video game movie, I feel, that didn't spit in my face as a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you count Scott Pilgrim as a video game movie? No. No. It's a comic book. Not at all. If that, video even. game-esque. He, yeah, Edgar Wright did a very video game-esque movie, but it's more of a comic mm-hmm. comic book than a movie, mm-hmm. you know? 
it's like a it's like a comic book movie that takes place in a video game world, but it's not a video game movie. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Very complicated, but there is a difference. Uh, a very under uh, like one of my favorite uh, shots of the movie is just a uh, Spider Verse introduction. Yeah, in Spider Verse, it's like the pan around of Miles as he's like listening to Sunflower and he's practicing. yeah, that that was a cool. St- it just uh, as the introduction of his character, showing you his room, showing you just uh, um, what like, he's like. He's just laid back kid. There's like pl- there's plenty of scenes like, that are just like very memorable visuals. The mm-hmm. upside down when he's falling into the city, mm-hmm. you know, oh, at like, the end. Like, the whole song memorized. So we... Yeah. Or yeah. right, even when the reactor explodes in the beginning, and Kingpin is like pushed back. That was a very memorable shot to me. You mm-hmm. know. It's gonna be a hell of a light show. Good one. <laughs> Pinkman's p- Pinkkins. Pinkkin. Pimpkins. Pimpkins. <laughs> uh, it's his line. What was it? That's like um Kingpin had that line. He said that oh, before wait. the reactor went off. Like before they turned it on for the first time. Mm-hmm. So like, I was looking up. See this? It's a hell of a light show. I was looking up some of the reviews for Spider Verse. Uh, and people complain of, uh obnoxious visuals or like stories that go absolutely no like and, that really aren't engaging and i'd like to say um people are allowed to have wrong opinions i don't uh, all right so in some of the reviews that i've read uh people are either very arrogant about their decision and just say like oh man this was a horrible movie that a lot of like hipster people are really into today but then I also you also read the reviews um that are more well thought out that I can agree with you know like people tell me that they hate the visuals that they're obnoxious but then they explain it and while I don't agree I see where they're coming from that's, you know that's the thing like I get it when people are like this movie gives me a headache visually and it's like yeah there's a like a lot going on yeah I, I also really- my friend Cole, really my friend argue against that. My friend Cole had a really good point where he was like, at some points it like looks 3D, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they did and, that on and purpose. It's just, yeah, and it's just it's a, a, like there are parts of the movie that is just like that's blurry, and I can't see that. And but like a lot of the criticisms that stylistic. I've that I've seen have been comparing it to Raimi's movie. You know, like they're talking about score differences, shot differences. Like I hear see a, a lot of the upside down kiss reference, mm-hmm. and like. Spider-Verse doesn't have an upside-down kiss, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, an upside-down kiss moment. There's a lot of memorable visuals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say, like, it's easily the best, like, the most memorable Spider-Man movie from a visual standpoint. Before, it was the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. We're very Careful, he's a hero. I just don't, I don't understand the obsession with Raimi movies as much as people do obsess over them. You know what I mean? I, I'm the same way. Like, I like them, but they're not... They were enjoyable. I don't know. Like, people talk about the uh, the score of the movie. Well, the score of the movie is amazing, you know? We also can't keep making the same Spider-Man movie over again. Over and over again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, people want another Spider-Man movie to be made, but they want Sam Raimi making it. Which is not what film is there to do. I don't want the same movie made over and over again. That's like, Even um, if it's a bad movie, I'm different. fine with it being a bad movie if somebody's trying something new. That's like, um, what, uh, who's in controversy right now? Jordan Peele? He's in controversy? He was like, I don't, literally like yesterday, I think, he was just like, I don't see myself casting a white guy. Um, but, but, to be fair, a lot of people are cutting him off and saying like, like, his next point is why I brought this up, is he's like, I've seen that movie before. I I did see that. Yeah, he's like, thing. I've seen this movie, I that movie before, and I get completely that. Completely agree with him. He's not beat. Like, everyone's like, oh, so he's racist. No, he's. I, he just doesn't want to. He's. What? I think. I think it's also important to note that uh, we're th- we're three white dudes. You know, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're talking on an issue like As an if issue they couldn't of race. Tell. <laughs> no, we're talking on an issue of race, and like we're three white dudes. Well, they can't. It's a auditory medium. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know that. 
I completely agree agree with him. I, I do too. He like, he sees yeah, when he says I've seen that movie before. So have I. Yeah, like I've seen three of those movies before. Oh no, the Spider-Man movies, right? What? No, no, no. So, uh, Jordan Peele, he's making a new horror movie, and he wants it. To he start. made a new horror movie. Made. Awesome. But I think no, he's making another movie, and yeah, yeah, he's making he another one. To, he wants to cast an all-black family, which he's like, and people are like. Oh, that's racist, and it's like, well, you've seen that. How? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. People, people God, get mad about anything, though. God forbid other people have a chance, you know. Yeah. People will get mad about anything, you know. Jordan Peele is. Welcome to revolutionary. He is just an amazing director, an <laughs> extremely talented guy, you know. Like everything he touches is just good, you know. I feel like people are too scared nowadays to step outside the box of what they're comfortable with. That's mm -hmm. why we're mad when Spider-Verse doesn't line up exactly with what Raimi envisioned. We're used, we're used to seeing You're like, we are too scared to step out and... Mm -hmm. See, I'd rather watch a bad movie done originally than a good movie done uniformity, un uniformly, you know? That's what I love, because going back to what I said at the beginning about um, how, like, all the recent Spider movies have just been Peter Parker in high school. Because, like, in the comics, Peter Parker eventually grew up, and there were other people who've been Spider Man. Yeah. And, like, exactly. Yeah, there's, how, there's like, other stories but, like, to tell. The MCU Spider Man, they wanted to see Miles Morales. But mm -hmm. that didn't happen. I mean, I'm fine with I that. think we may get to Miles Morales in the MCU. We will. Because we've and, even um, seen, um, seen Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And Which I, I don't, I don't see that Uncle Aaron mentioned. being the prowler, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> he's sort of a little. Too chill. And so, um, yeah, and here we have a movie that features an adult, not only features an adult Peter Parker, also Miles Morales. It features two adult Peter Parkers. <laughs> and it's really good, and it made a lot of money and was critically acclaimed. It also features a talking pig. I don't know. I feel like. And I, an anime girl. This movie sort of. Is sort <laughs> of the. In featuring anime. It's. <laughs> This movie is sort of like the indication that people want original stuff. I, you know, like. I wanna, I wanna shift what we're talking about because, like, I mentioned Spider Ham. Can we talk about John Mulaney? I love John Mulaney. Me too. He's so funny. I just watched his comedy specials on Netflix. They're so good. They're so the, entertaining. My favorite is the thing where it's like, so you know, I lied like a liar. Mm hmm. He. Uh, that's another thing. Like, it didn't overdo gimmicks spider-verse you know spider-ham is a gimmick but i never at any point felt like spider-ham was overstaying his welcome over yeah exactly overstaying his welcome i felt his jokes were extremely cheesy on purpose point. yeah he was just a very they gimmicky were, they were a good excuse to show off new animation style yeah yeah exactly as well as provide comic relief yeah john millennium was the perfect that voice acting though oh uh, nick cage do animals still talk in this universe <laughs> yeah some of their quotes are just perfect like even fighter noirs i let matches burn so i can feel something no my favorite my favorite quote involves one of my favorite quotes involves spider noir it's like like uh like I can't remember the exact context, but it's like, we're in a Hold basement. On. Why is there wind down here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I go wherever the, the, wind wind the wind follows me wherever I go, and it smells like rain. It smells like rain. Hold on. Yeah, uh, a scene where we're all asking questions, and Spider-Man goes, can you close off your feelings so you don't get crippled by the moral ambiguity of your violent actions? I love that shit, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, uh, even, like, the part where... Uh, 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 Peter B is sneaking into the uh, Alchem, Alchem, what is it, Alchemex, Alchemex, yeah, uh, facility, and he's like, okay, find the head doctor. Oh yeah, I know the doctor. Like Miles is like, oh yeah, I know the doctor. She's uh the like the whatever, and he's like, okay, reassess my personal biases, and then he, <laughs> it's just so clever, uh, original, and even like like the support. You need to get into like the supporting cast, even in addition to the main cast of uh, Shameik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld. Can we talk about Aunt May? Yeah, I, oh, Aunt May was great. But like, even like those three headliners of the movie, uh, Shameik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, 
are also joined by such an amazing supporting ca ca uh, cast of like uh, Liv Shriver, uh, Chris Pine, Lily Tomlin, Catherine Hahn, you know, like very talented supporting cast, you know, and like everyone else, like uh, Marshall Lee and everyone else, you know, is just amazing. I found the exact quote that I was talking about, by the way. It's um, Spider-Noir introduces himself. First of all, he says, hey, fellas, which is great. Um, is is he in black and white? Where's that wind coming from? We're in a basement. Wherever I go, the wind follows, and the wind smells like rain. <laughs> it's, just, it's clever. I even love his uh, like uh, Rubik's cube gimmick. Yeah, and he's like, like selling it at the end. <laughs> or like he's like the wonderful. Yeah. Uh huh. It's uh so good. So good. It's just clever. It's an original. Wait, oh, another great supporting cast quote is like, "That's all, folks." Is he allowed to say that? Like. Legally, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, so good. it's like the It'll greatest. In your pocket. Well, <laughs> 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 that's like the perfect part about the movie is that it combined heavy hitting with serious. Like you know hammer. what I mean? Like it it managed to do a comicy, uh, cheesy gimmicks with uh, also serious motifs and actions. Just like how comic books. Do. Like are supposed to do, you know? drama with screwball comedy. Exactly. Miles' origin story is, like, my favorite. Because even in the comics, like, you're looking at this kid who's been shown his whole life this amazing person, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, you know? And then he dies. And now uh, he's left to worry about the city by himself with no one everyone expecting something of him to be similar to Spider-Man, he has to live up to something that he's never done before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's forced now to take the place of Spider-Man, who has been protecting the city for 20-some-odd years. I don't know, like random times. I'm not even sure what it was in the comics. Um, just like a fresh kid who has the pressure and weight of the world socially and large and larger than that his own personal life uh he has all those pressures you know yeah it's great mm -hmm. we also need like talk about the uh the spider that bit miles 42 yeah was that, was that... The number that got him into the school was it yeah, because you know how he won this lottery, and that's how he got. Oh, him. like he won the lottery with this with the spider. That's clever. Yeah. Um, but like, did the spider come from the lab or did it come from the portal? It was from Alchemax. It was from Alchemax. Yeah, but are we yeah, sure? Are we sure whether that lab was like pretty much shut down? Actually, no. I think you're right. It's probably is it from, from a different world? It's from a different yeah, world because it glitches. The... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. that's cool. So I, that's where, like, active, theoretically, that universe isn't supposed before. to have a Spider-Man. Mm-mm. Theoretically. But that's where we get into the future of the Spider-Verse movies. Is it going to be a successful future, and where, I think we're where can they go with it, you know? I think we're getting a sequel, and it's going to be about that post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. Oscar really Isaac, that was a good, that. that was a good post-credit scene. That was Oscar Isaac? It was, it was Oscar Isaac doing Spider-Man 2044, is that his no name? No way. Yes. Yeah, it was Oscar Isaac. So even that, like, they do such a small role, but they get Oscar Isaac to but, read it, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that that Spider-Man's alternate identity is, like, Miguel something? Yeah, something like that. Miguel O'Hara, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... Honestly, I'm scared for the future of Spider-Verse. No, I just hope they make another one. I, I don't but like, care if what it's if, bad. What if... I don't care if it's bad. I just want more. But that ruins I it. I want to see more of these no, bad. I don't Final. think... Uh, a bad sequel ruins the original. Yes, it does. To me. No, it doesn't. It does not. It does. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wrong necessarily. Um, I just yeah, I understand that it, the other movie still exists, but a poor sequel followed by the original to me is just wasted potential. You know, like even the Lego Movie. I have not seen the Lego Movie too, but I heard that it was a bit of a letdown. For based from the first one. I don't want that to be the case with Spider-Verse. You know? I don't think it it, it does not ruin the first one. Because you st you can always watch the first one without you the can context always go back. of the sequel. Yeah, but it ruins 
the the continuity of it, in my opinion. Like, I feel like what Nate's getting at is that it almost like ruins the characters. Almost like yeah. everything the first movie was building up maybe was for nothing. I it's, don't agree with that because I think this movie has like if there isn't because... if there isn't a sequel, I think this movie is fine on its own. Oh well, I completely oh, agree. It's fine on its own. Which I would argue because I... it can stand on its own. Or I would argue because of that, it doesn't ruin. It doesn't get ruined by a sequel. Mm-hmm. I would rather be if they aren't confident enough to make a second one. I'd be happy that staying by itself. You know. Side note: Can you guys still hear me well? Yeah. Yep. I had to change locations. Yeah, we noticed. Fine. Okay. Gotcha. Um. It, yeah, I don't know. It's the a second one scares me because I don't know where they're going with it. I think or... that as long as these characters are still kept consistent, they're still yeah. they, grow, you... they still grow and change. I think. I feel like there's. Further I don't really. I couldn't really care less about the story so much as I do about the I, characters. I'd even argue that the fact that these characters have had an entire movie to already be developed makes writing the story that much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess. It's like, like you, it's like kind of like if you were writing a story about myself, Matt, and you, it's sort of like, not like, oh, what should Nate's characters do? It's like, what would Nate do? I, I agree with what Matt said before is that the story almost doesn't matter because from spider-verse the last part that i took away was the story was kingpin's intentions which are still awesomely developed intentions because he lost his family and that's also an emotional impact very subtly well not subtly it was a whole scene but it was very well introduced you know what i mean yeah so like i i agree with what you said matt that the story doesn't necessarily matter but i also feel like it should be a nice bad least of nice backdrop because we've lost the yeah, gimmick absolutely like i'm not saying like forget the story entirely yeah because we've also lost the multiverse gimmick in the second movie because that's something that's, that's already true. been done you know what i mean because like yeah, I, if not, we meet if we meet like six new spider-men i'm not going to care about them as much as i care about I think, these characters i think what if anything the next spider-verse movie would be miles gwen and peter b Peter B, like, maybe it's a more of an emphasis on him getting his life back together. Yeah. And those three meet another th- three new Spider-Man. Well, even Gwen came back at the end of Spider-Verse and was like, I need your help to oh, no, Miles. Like, no, she was, just like, she was just like, hey, let's, like, like, hang out. Like, let's yeah, hang let's out. see. Oh, well, still, you like, know, that still leads it, maybe. able to do that? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's... Maybe that that's, leads in. Yeah, no, it has to do with what... um the future spider-man whose number i can't remember yeah um, it's either 2040 i think it's 2044 miguel miguel spider-man that's i'm pretty sure it's like that's got to have some form of tra- time travel i think yeah, that 2099 spider-man 2099 that's and, and maybe the next gimmick will be um well yeah we even have spider-man 2099 going through different universes uh and time i think given the light-hearted and campy nature of that incredible scene are you sure it wasn't just meant as a joke i think it was meant as a joke i, the, I think no, with I the think... potential of being set up into something more so here's what i think the bit of him like leading up to him traveling to the old cartoon all of that is for real but it's like i ah, look at his stupid his goofy spider-man yeah I, I think it i think it has the potential to lead into a further story where Spider-Man 2099 has come to the conclusion that other Spider-Men have not, and he's going to try to save the multiverse. Something happened, needs to save the multiverse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Gwen being able to communicate with Miles, if that is just, is that if that's real, or if it was just a gimmick, means, like depending, uh, means that maybe it's happening in her universe, you know what I mean? Maybe we're gonna... I think the better backdrop would be Peter B's personally, because then because I, I don't think I don't think the universe matters as much. But I think I think if you set it like if it's Miles leaving at that point, um, I well then Miles becomes a secondary character. It's not gonna be his story. Yeah. I think I want I him think... to remain. I want him to re- remain the main character. Remain the lead character. Well, yeah, mm. I do too. I don't think him leaving his universe makes him a secondary character. Mm. I just think that it, if anything, they're going to 
put more of an emphasis on Peter B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'll become a little bit. I think he'll they take need Gwen's role, if anything. They need. Um, they definitely need to find a way to introduce new new story points because we've sort of experienced Peter B. Full arc. Because yeah, the first movie just threw a. Well, this movie just threw a ton at us. Yeah, but like, cleverly, so it doesn't feel overwhelming. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, when we, we, we think about it, what, like, five out of the, Sp- the Spider-Men reached some sort of arc? You know what I mean? Spider-Ham, even, like, you could argue reached an arc? Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I guess Spider-Man Noir and, and uh, Spider-Ham, not really, but Penny B, Penny Parker, is that her name, Penny Parker? Yeah, but I would argue she, she no reached an arc. I how so? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I feel about. Like, well, okay. So like when her spider bot is destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, I, I. If anything, she's worse off than at the beginning of the movie. Is she? She. I had, don't think she's so. no longer like Spider Man. Yeah, she is. She was building a new robot. At that the is end, true. Is she, she has a point. Yeah, yeah she, she yeah, was. But it's also like the AI is gone, isn't it? No, it was a spider controlling the, the robot. Still alive. What if it died in the multiverse? No, it it, <laughs> it, like, it, it hopped it, like, on her going, shoulder. Yeah, no, but going through the portal, it's just like, just oh, it up. oh my it, goodness, it's, like, it's dead, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I'm looking forward. I definitely don't. I think we may get like cameos from like Noir, Ham, and Part uh, Penny in the next movie, I, yeah, but they're I definitely not going to be star characters. They're definitely not going to be major characters. Do you yeah. see? Um, I think Cammy they just released a uh, Peter Porker. Uh, oh, that's his name, Peter Porker. I completely yeah. forgot. I think they just yeah. released like a little mini animated thing. I found it on YouTube. I don't know where it was originally, though. It was like this whole little special that he was fighting a villain called Craw Daddy. I don't know who that is. Craw Daddy? I don't yeah. know a lot about Spider Man. Craw Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little animated special and it was like set up like a Sunday morning cartoon. Yeah. It was really fun. So, I wonder with the next movie if the same people are going to stick stay on for it. You know, if the, if the same people stay on for writing and directing, I definitely feel like the movie could be just as good, if not better, than this one. But if new people start coming in, I don't know. Do you think yeah. they're going to stay on? Because, like, they switched directors between the Lego movies. I, I haven't seen this, but I don't know. I heard it wasn't mm-hmm. as good. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one either, so I can't make a great assessment but i don't know i feel like changing the creators sort of loses the uh, i don't know some of the the heart that it had before so i really hope they keep makers i hope they keep at least most of the same people all right so i'm looking at time here uh let's go final points let's go nate matt myself all right so final points nate Final points. I don't. Final points. It was a good movie. <laughs> watch the movie. <laughs> if you just... haven't, if you haven't watched the movie, watch the movie. It's uh, it's a gimmicky, movie, fun adventure that also hits some of the harder, heavy points that makes you feel comfortable and safe, but also explores a new realm of Spider-Man that I guess put some people off, but is extremely exciting after getting three series of the same Spider-Man relatively you know mm-hmm. we've got peter parker three different movies so it's just an exciting fresh movie you know i'm sure like some people went into this movie not even knowing people other than peter have been spider-man exactly my exactly. sister uh even said hearing about the movie that she has little to no interest in the movie because it just seems like uh you know not overwhelming but just seems like a pointless movie i feel like that's the mentality a lot of people are going into yeah. into it with you know that's just another Spider-Man movie that was unnecessary. I'd argue it's anything but. Exactly. It's fresh. It's not unnecessary. It's mm-hmm. needed to keep it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Matt? Um, it's one of the best-looking animated movies I've ever seen. It's definitely the best Spider-Man movie visually. I'm debating whether or not this or Spider-Man 2 is my favorite. I, I, just, I have a huge soft spot for Spider-Man 2. Um, what, not 3? Um, 3, I didn't think it was that bad. 3. People hate on three too much. Don't, don't at me. Don't but, um, at you. 
yeah it's a, no, a, a beautifully seen, looking movie i haven't seen i haven't seen action comedy and drama blended so well since in an animation since probably avatar the last airbender that is a very good point that's, to make because that's gonna a say, great I think scott, comparison i was gonna say i think scott pilgrim did that blend really well in mm-hmm. live action is it my so turn? Also, no, it's every you're, you're every scene with um, his dad was extremely emotional, very well done, and Spider Noir was easily a standout. It hit all the right points at all the right times. It hit the emotion at the right times, hit the comedy at the right times. Yep. Phil? It's my turn. So I think I'm going to talk about what you guys didn't mention, uh, and that's like, I think this movie was cast like perfectly. Right down to every side character. I think this movie was scored nearly perfectly, in my opinion, perfectly. But I know Matt had some issues with some of the songs. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not the the, not the score, mostly the soundtrack. There really is like no score to the movie. It's the soundtrack. I mean, there's score, obviously. A couple of songs that I knew what I meant. Big a fan of. Like I just think all the bits that like Prowler's own original. I think that most of the bits that superhero movies don't get right or like get almost right, this movie got perfect. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I completely agree. So even animation frees them up. Do that more. Exactly. Like it gives them the option to to, make it a comic book. You're more free to go off model, which is something Mm -hmm. that humans can't physically do. Mm -hmm. People were complaining about Kingpin's size. People actually more with animation. People actually complained about Kingpin being like not you look human looking, but it's an animated movie. All right, so, exactly. so there was uh, this. Speaking, go ahead. I'm sorry, going on what you were saying about an- animation, and you're being able to get away with a lot more. There's this uh, video by a YouTuber called Houston Productions, and he made kind of a video essay, but not so much called uh, "Animation is Limitless." Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, exactly. What? What do you say? Well, I um, think here. Why don't you just send it to me? We'll put a link in the description. I'll link it to you guys. Um, I don't think it's very fair to the original creator to. Be oh yeah, no. Doing... That's what I was intending. Yeah, so just link it. Yes. Okay. Um, so I think we're at the part of the show uh, where we would usually be wrapping up a little bit here. But uh, Matt, would you like to explain our little gimmick? Just as soon as I send the link. There we go. All right, you guys should have it. Awesome. And so, so Phil and I came up when discussing, when planning out the podcast, came up with this gimmick idea where we'd each take turns suggesting a not a single movie, but a category of films, whether it be genre, director, uh, time period, etc. And then we each have to watch a movie that falls into that category and then by the next show by the next episode we each present our movie and why we chose it Mm -hmm. and that would that'll happen after the main discussion um Mm -hmm. which will not usually be as long as we talked about spider-verse but because we didn't have a category to start off on we were just talking about spider-verse because i i personally wanted to talk about it (laughs) so that'll be coming at coming at you next week (laughs) and this week matt is picking the category all right so Nate, what you were saying before about uh, my category being very sick at the same time, uh, not because of what you said, most because it's kind of true, because most of my categories are going to be a little... No, no, I didn't mean basic. Outside the box, but my, my, my goal with this is to recommend various films and filmmakers that you guys might have otherwise not have checked out or heard of. All right. So for the next show, I want to pick a filmmaker that I myself haven't been, I've watched a couple of his movies, but want to get more into. And so this category will be any movie directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Interesting. Interesting. Nate, have you heard of him? Uh, not really. I don't even know the name. Just a brief rundown of his uh, filmography. He's done There Will Be Blood. Oh. With Daniel Day-Lewis, Boogie mm-hmm. Nights, Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. You were super into Punch Drunk Love. I was. I love that movie. Awesome. All right. Um, so, yeah, just look up his filmography. And, yeah, look up on IMDb. Pick a movie. 
Oh, he did yeah, Boogie he's, Nights. He's done like um, like I'm to be the list. What? Yeah. That you save that for the next episode. What? I'm, I'm not gonna watch Boogie Nights. So yeah, oh, like his did film Boogie, I thought you were saying I'm yeah, gonna he, do. He no, no, he did Boogie Nights. Nights. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, um, on IMDb you'll see like his filmography. It'll be like a short, like document, like not not documentaries, but there'll be like short films and like other stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, it's just movies, just mm-hmm. any movie directed by him. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, awesome. Right. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, the thank first you for episode. joining us on the first one. I was talking. <laughs> I we're going working on it together. The start of something. The start of a all of us saying thank you. So thank you very much for watching the first uh, weekly matinee. Uh, remember to tune in next week. And uh, if you didn't know, hopefully by now, uh, you can listen to it on all of your favorite podcasting places, such as Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. So be sure to check it out there. Bye bye.